You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I'm your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others to help you with your NFT journey wherever you may be on that journey. And I got a request from a listener to talk about the difference between a hot wallet and a cold wallet or a regular NFT digital wallet or cold storage. And this is something I've talked a little bit about on the on the podcast in the past. I think I've done an episode about keeping your NFTs safe. I did one in episode 13 about how to avoid scams in the NFT world. That came out in uh, December of last year. And I did one on how to keep yourself secure in NFTs. That was episode 32 that came out on March 4th of 2022. So make sure you go check those out if you haven't already and you're just learning about NFTs, you're trying to figure out this whole security thing. Lately, you may have heard people talk about using a hot wallet versus a cold wallet or using cold storage to keep your NFTs safe. So question from Shalin T, who sent me a message on Twitter and asked, can you maybe do a podcast about cold wallet, hard wallet, and co-relation while operating on BAPS, which I think was Bulls and Apes project? I got so confused and still am a bit M, so I feel it could be helpful for the NFT community. And yeah, Shalin, I totally get where you're coming from, especially if you did jump into the Bulls and Apes project which you know if you listen to this show, if you listen to our last episode, I talked about Bulls and Nate's project. We had the founder, Manny Coates, on a while back. I invested quite a bit, minted quite a few of the Bulls and Nate's project. I know many of my listeners and friends minted that project as well. And as the project was minting, the team was recommending that you use a cold storage wallet. And they also said that now, this is going to get a little bit complicated, but basically, you know, when I recommended Bulls Nate's project in the past, one of the big reasons was because they were changing the game and offering an ETH back guarantee or a full money back guarantee for six months. And there was a caveat to that that they said if the if the NFT gets transferred, then the refund policy is null and void. So if you sell the NFT or you transfer it to another wallet, it's no longer eligible for a refund. Well, a lot of people said, well, hey, wait a minute, I put in a certain wallet ID for the wait list, the white list. So it did end up going to public sale where a lot of people were worried it was going to sell out on the white list. So people were putting their name on a list ahead of time to be able to mint it. And they were doing all these things to get people on the list. And I was on that white list as well. And they were saying, hey, when you signed up on the white list, you had to sign up using the wallet, you know, you put in a wallet ID, and then you had to mint using that wallet. So a lot of people said, hey, I signed up with my hot wallet, that's where maybe I keep my ETH or whatever. And I want to hold this thing for a while. So I want to transfer it to my cold wallet. But you said, if I transfer it, then I'm going to be no longer eligible for the refund. So the Bulls and Apes project team listened, and they said, okay, here's the deal. Once you mint your ape, your bull, you have three hours to transfer it. And after that time, if it's transferred, it will no longer be, longer be eligible. But the first transfer in the first three hours doesn't count. And the reason being, we want to allow you to transfer it from one wallet to the next, essentially for those that are wanting to transfer their bull from their hot wallet to their cold storage wallet. Okay, so what is the difference between those two wallets? Well, a hot wallet and I'm going to read a definition on Investopedia, is a cryptocurrency wallet that is always connected to the internet and cryptocurrency network. Hot wallets are used to send and receive cryptocurrency, and they allow you to view how many tokens you have available to use. So if you just go and open a MetaMask, 
And by the way, we've done a, an episode way back on how to get yourself set up to buy your first NFT. In fact, you go back to episode four, which came out in November, November 24th, 2021, how to set up your wallet to buy NFTs. I talked about setting up MetaMask. If you haven't bought anything yet, that's what you're going to need to use if you're buying any Ethereum NFTs. You go to MetaMask. What's the website? I don't want to give you the wrong website. MetaMask.io, right? And then you can go get the Chrome extension. You can download the app and you can use that to buy NFTs. You can, you know, if you buy ETH, through Coinbase, then you can transfer it into your MetaMask and you can use that to connect to OpenSea or other sites or like you could have used it to mint Bulls and Apes project from their website. But that wallet would be a hot wallet. And the reason it is is because it's always connected to the internet. And once you've entered your password, if you click on any link, and this is why I've done episodes in the past talking about the importance of being vigilant and not clicking on links from anything or anyone that you don't personally know and trust. Don't click on those links. If you get DMs in Discord that say you've won this thing, just click on this link. We're minting this thing. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you click on a link and you approve, you know, hit connect your wallet, they can just take everything from your account. And this is not to say that that can't happen with a cold wallet but there's just an added level of security. So it's just your NFTs just always live on the internet, essentially in this hot wallet that's like one click away from losing things, from being drained. And that's why people say they're, they're not very safe. They're fine to use. You could keep all your NFTs on a hot wallet. And as long as you don't ever click on a bad link, they're going to be safe forever. Like no one can just go take them from you. I've heard nightmare stories of people somehow being hacked. Um, I feel like it's very, very rare. I wouldn't keep anything worth more than, you know, say five or $10,000 on a hot wallet. But if you just have some cheaper NFTs, you've been messing around, you, maybe you have some bulls that are worth 500 each, you don't have to worry that much, but it would be a good exercise to go get a cold storage wallet. So what is a cold storage wallet? According to Investopedia, cold storage is an offline wallet used for storing bitcoins or other cryptocurrency. With cold storage, the digital wallet is stored on a platform that is not connected to the internet, thereby protecting the wallet from unauthorized access, cyber hacks, and other vulnerabilities to which a system that is connected to the internet is susceptible. Cold storage methods are useful for individual investors, but cryptocurrency exchanges and companies involved in the crypto space also make use of this type of wallet. So what does this mean? Uh, essentially, if you get a cold storage wallet and the most two most popular brands are Ledger and Trezor, I have a Ledger, for instance. If you get a Ledger, it's like a little USB drive that plugs into your computer and you transfer your NFTs onto that wallet. So my NFTs are essentially on that little USB. I can disconnect it from my computer once they're on there. And it's called cold storage because it's, you know, it's sitting there cold, essentially. I mean, it's technically the temperature of my house, 74 degrees or whatever, but it's cold. It's not connected to the internet. Nobody can go and grab them until I connect again. Now, the other added level of security is that if I want to use that wallet for any reason to buy, sell, or transfer, I first have to go to the hardware, hardware and put in my PIN code. It's a six-digit code that I've chosen that's my PIN, right? My personal identification number, just like an ATM. So just like an ATM card, if someone steals your ATM card, it's worthless to them, right? There's nothing they can do unless they're some kind of crazy hacker. They can't put in an ATM and get money out unless they know your code. So with my ledger, 
Before I can do anything, I have to enter a pin on the hardware, not like in the computer, but on the hardware, I push a button to activate it and enter the pin. So that's the added level of security. Nobody could really ever hack into my system and take those things from me without me first pushing the buttons and entering the pin. Also, I have it connected to my MetaMask. I, didn't, I need to enter a password there as well. And then if I've entered the pin and I've activated it and then I click on a bad link, yes, someone could still steal NFTs from me. And you, so you absolutely need to be vigilant. You need to be aware and you need to make sure that you're not clicking on any bad links ever, 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 ever. Nobody will ever DM you anything good, right? So don't, if someone DMs you a link, just don't click. Don't even bother. I've said that many times in the past. But the cold storage is a good idea. I think you can get a ledger for between $50 and $100. They're available on Amazon. There was a rumor going around for a long time that you shouldn't buy them on Amazon because somebody in the warehouse might tamper with them. To me, that seems absolutely ludicrous. First of all, who's working in an Amazon warehouse that has that kind of knowledge? And could, it just, it seems crazy to me. Second of all, like, wouldn't you notice on the packaging? However, if you are want to be extra, extra secure, then go buy it directly from the manufacturer. That's what the, the rumor, the myth, whatever said, like you need to buy it from the manufacturer. I think it's fine to buy from Amazon or wherever you want to buy your technology products. Again, between $50 and $100, I think you buy the ledger and then you set it up and it, you, you set up your pen connect it to MetaMask or, you know, use the ledger software, whatever you want to use, you transfer your NFTs on there, you'll have to pay a gas fee. But right now in June of 2022, gas is very low, while the market is cold, <laughs> it's bare, right? So just take your NFTs, you go into either OpenSea or whatever platform of your choice looks rare, connect to your MetaMask, and then you're going to go pick your NFTs, you're going to hit transfer, and you're going to paste in the address of your cold storage wallet, your ledger, and pay the gas. It might be anywhere from $5 to $100, depending on how busy the system is. You'll pay the gas fee in ETH, and it will transfer. It should only take seconds, a minute at most. It will transfer the NFTs from your hot wallet to your cold wallet. It'll be the scariest thing that you ever do because you, don't, you never know if it's going to work, but it's going to work if you put the right address in. No, you don't have to put in a PIN or a password or anything to transfer anything in only to take things out, right? So think of your wallet like an email address. Anybody can send you email. Anybody can send, I can send an email to your email address. You can't stop me, right? But I can't take anything out of your email inbox, right? I can't take your emails. I can't read them without the password. Same thing with an NFT wallet. Anybody can send you ETH or an NFT right into your wallet without your permission or you saying you want it or not. It rarely happens, right? But it does. And then you can just ignore it or delete it or whatever. They can't hurt you. Anybody can send one to you, but they can't take anything from you unless you've entered the PIN, the password, you've connected your wallet, all that sort of stuff. Now, the last thing, so you transfer into your, your ledger and there they are. They're in your cold wallet. You can disconnect it from the computer. Nobody can ever take those NFTs away from you. They're essentially safe forever. Now, the last question that might come up from people that, that haven't like dug into it is, what if I lose my ledger, right? Like, then it's really scary because you think like, all right, I mean, for me, I just keep mine on my desk in my office, right? But what if, you know, a thief comes in the house and just starts taking things and they see it and they're like, oh, this looks cool. And they take it too. They may have no idea what it is. What if they take it? What if my house burns down? What if, I don't know, what if I decide to take it with me on a trip, which I've done in my backpack and I accidentally drop it down a drain or something and it's gone, right? These are scary scenarios. Well, the answer is it's not that bad. The ledger also comes with what's called a seed phrase. I think it's 16 or 20 words 
You need to write them down and keep them in a safe place, a couple different places, and that's your recovery phrase. If you ever lose the ledger, your NFTs still live on the blockchain and you can order a new ledger. So you can just go order a new one. And when you set it up, you can say, I already have an account, I already have a wallet. I just want to reconnect it. And you're going to enter that, that seed phrase of 16 or 20 words, whatever it is. It's going to revive your wallet and get it back, right? And then you're, you're back in business, right? So the really risky thing is you, you can lose your wallet, you can lose your ledger or your treasure, and then you can always recover it. You don't want to lose your passphrase because you lose that passphrase, that seed phrase, then it's gone forever and you'll never be able to recover it, right? So people generally recommend you write it down and put it in multiple places, put it in a safety deposit box, have it actually inscribed on like metal so it can't burn if your house catches on fire. I also recommend if you have a friend or a family member that you trust completely, that you give them a copy or tell them as well. So I could give a copy to my mom, right? And if my house burns down, then she would still have a copy and I could just get it from her, right? Or my good friend Bennett, who has been on this podcast a couple of times in the past, we've talked about exchanging seed phrases. We haven't done it yet, but we trust each other completely. We both have a lot of NFTs. So not only, you know, if his, you know say his house burns down, I could give him his, his seed phrase, but also if he dies in a plane crash, or even worse, like he and his wife die and his kids are still around, right? Then not only do I have a seed phrase, but I also know how everything works and I can go access those NFTs and either sell them and make sure that his kids get the money, right? Or put it into a trust or, or whatever needs to be done. But chances are, you know, wh whatever attorney is handling his, his estate after he passes away will have no idea how to handle those NFTs, right? So having a trusted friend or family member who understands with the way crypto and NFTs work is like an added bonus, right? And same for me, if I die, you know, he'd be able to step in and say, hey, I've got the seed phrase, I know how this stuff works, let me take care of your, you know, the kids to make sure they have what they need until they're old enough to figure all that stuff out, right? So it can be helpful to have that person. So anyway, the moral of the story is the cold wallet is much safer than the hot wallet. You can get one for 50 to $100. They're available on Amazon or direct from the manufacturer. Trezor and Ledger are the two main brands. I personally have a Ledger. I have no affiliation with either brand. Get whatever you want. And then you want to go through some steps to set it up. You transfer your NFTs onto that cold wallet, and then they are a lot safer than if they'd been in the hot wallet. Nobody can take them away from you unless you enter the, pad, the pin, connect your wallet, and all that sort of stuff, which you're not going to do. If you have any other questions on this or you think I missed anything, feel free to tweet me. If you think this was helpful, tweet it out. Share it with other people who are just getting involved in the NFT space. And make sure you keep yourself safe out there. Put your valuable NFTs in cold storage and do not click on any links from anybody that you don't personally know or trust. If a project is minting something, it will be in the official links of their Twitter or Discord. Nobody will ever DM you. Uh, nobody official will ever DM you and tell you there's a special mint. Those are all scams. So don't click on links from people you don't know. All right. That is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you're getting value. Again, my website is andystorch.com. My Twitter is andystorch. My Instagram is andy underscore storch. And my book, if you want to go grab it, is available on Amazon. It's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Thank you again for listening. And I will talk to you next time. And stay tuned because next week I've got a two-part interview for you with a guy named riddles.eth. And I connected with him after I saw a really great tweet thread that he did about the kind of current state and future of the NFT market. So stay tuned for next week.
Thanks again for listening to my NFT journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by voice.com. Yeah, voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.